Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. The Conference on Retroviruses and Opportunistic Infections 2020 was a virtual meeting of the minds in infectious disease and public health. One of the many plenary sessions presented at CROI 2020 focused on engineering vaccine immunity. Understanding the immunology of helper T cells, germinal centers, and the human naive B cell repertoire will enable better vaccine design for HIV and beyond. Today, I'm joined by the presenter of that plenary session, Dr. Shane Crotty, who is a virologist and professor in the Vaccine Discovery Division at the La Jolla Institute for Immunology on the campus of the University of California at San Diego. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Crotty. Let's dive into your session. To start, can you give us an overview of your session for our listeners? Sure. Vaccines are incredibly cost-effective medical interventions. There's been intense desire to develop an HIV vaccine, but also quite a few other vaccines. And so the focus of the talk, as well as my lab and our the consortium we're a part of for HIV vaccine research, uh, is really uh, what have we been learning about the immune system specifically for, for vaccine development? Um, and really classically, vaccine development has been quite empirical and so we've spent intensive effort uh, trying to better understand the fundamental immunology underlying vaccine immune responses so that we can understand why certain candidate vaccines fail and other candidate vaccines um, do better. And I think there were three major conceptual advances that I focused on today, things that have occurred over the past few years. TFH cells are the CD4 T cells that you have to have to get a good antibody response. Second, it's been recognized that broadly neutralizing antibodies do exist against HIV, but it's been a big question as to whether, since those only occur in in relatively rare HIV-infected people, could those antibodies actually be developed in your average person um, in, in a vaccine? We've demonstrated that at least for one class of broadly neutralizing antibodies, your average person does have B cells with those characteristics, indicating that those B cells normally don't do the right thing in an HIV infection, um, but they do exist in your average person and and can be considered targets for for vaccines. And and that general concept we think applies to multiple broadly neutralizing antibody targets to HIV, but also other vaccine concepts in general. And then lastly, the concept of immunodominance um, as an explanation for vaccine failures. why do so many vaccines fail to generate the types of antibody responses that people are hoping that the vaccine would elicit? And we think immunodominance can explain a number of those failures, including HIV vaccine uh, failures in the past, because we've shown in multiple different experimental models now that, that B cells have to compete with each other and that you can easily have a situation where there are lots of B cells that can recognize useless epitopes on your virus or pathogen of interest. And it's only rare B cells that actually recognize neutralizing or protective epitopes. And the immune system 
in many cases just can't tell the difference. And so it ends up that the more common or easier response wins out, which is you get a big antibody response, but it's completely against useless non-protective epitopes. And the rare B cells that you really care about just don't manage to compete. Um, and so we showed that that definitely exists, that definitely occurs. It probably explains multiple HIV vaccine failures. And we've also shown that you can modulate that. You can actually change immunodominance for the better. So it's not just a fixed property. You, you, we, we think you can design vaccines better in the future to, to accommodate that. Great. So what would you say are the key take-home points for our audience? I would say the take-home messages are that, that there is actually a lot of promise in, in vaccine development against HIV and that it's generally agreed that HIV is either the most difficult neutralizing antibody target you could come up with for vaccine development, or certainly it's right up there. And so the fact that we, and by we, I mean the field and, and, and the many people that I collaborate with, are having real successes progressing HIV broadly neutralizing antibody vaccine development is a really good sign for the HIV vaccine field and other vaccine fields that, that really understanding the underlying immunology combined with the really sophisticated protein design that some labs can do now um, really is a promising path forward. And those things are, well, one's entered clinical trials and is in the middle of its first phase one. And then there's a, a whole host of additional ones that are now uh, under development for advancement into clinical trial, depending on what actually happens in that first clinical trial. Um, that clinical trial, it's mostly done, as I understand it, with enrollment. Um, it's not my clinical trial. It's led by uh, the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative and Bill Sheaf, um, but I consulted on it. And it's essentially completed enrollment. And so I think there's an expectation that they'll announce at least some results from it before the end of this year, before the end of 2020. And then if that is positive, I think there'll be a lot of additional movement that that will have opened up both on, from the side of really paying enough attention to the immune response, you know, to, to design better vaccines and then making use of really sophisticated protein engineering to try and target the desired B cells that, that potentially can give you a protective antibody response. Absolutely. Thank you again for speaking with me today. And if our listeners are interested in reading more about Dr. Crotty's work, please click the links below.